You're listening to the Passion Church Podcast. We believe that today's message will help you thrive in your relationship with Jesus as you follow Him. We'll be back after the podcast with more information. And now, today's message from Pastor Aaron Kozlowski, right here at Passion Church. Thank you for your word. We thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, I thank you for this body. This body. Your body is beautiful. Your body is gorgeous. Your body is incredible. Your body is strong. Your body is powerful. Your body. Thank you, Jesus. Your body has you at the head. And all of your power and anointing and grace and mercy flows right through your body. Because if it's, if the head is anointed, so is your body. And if your head is at peace, so is your body. And if, if the head is above all principalities, power and authority, so is your body. Lord, we worship you and we thank you You are incredible, and we get to be a part of your body. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, wow. We are going to completely rearrange the message here today. (laughs) Go figure. This morning, I want to talk about one body. Uh Uh-oh, there we go. One body. I need it. It's not working. Oh, man, this thing sucks batteries. It just, it just takes them down. Can we fast forward while you're getting new batteries to uh, John chapter 15, verse 1? It's probably like the sixth, seventh slide, give or take. Yeah, there we go. Great. Thank you. I want to start here this morning. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will be even more fruitful. They will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you, for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine." This is so obvious, but really think about this for a moment. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. (coughs) One more time. A branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. In each and every one of our lives, we have this one task. To stay connected to the vine. We have to. Everything else flows from this point. If we will stay connected to the vine, then there is fruit. If we will stay connected to the vine, then there is life and vitality. If we disconnect from the vine, then we dry up. We shrivel up. We have no life in us if we disconnect from the vine. See, but this is, this is incredible. Because who's the vine? Jesus. I am the vine, you are the 
branches. I am the vine, you are the what? Branches. I am the vine, you are the branches. What does a branch do? <coughs> a few things. Number one, it grows leaves. In a, in a tree, what does a leaf do? It uh, so- soaks in the sun. Thank you. Super thank you. It soaks in the sunlight, and it does what? Kids, what do the leaves do? They do change colors. They fall off. What else do they do? Who says photo? They do. They photosynthesize. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. They photosynthesize. What is photosynthesize? Photosynthesize. Photosynthesis is the process by which a plant, through its leaves, through the chlorophyll, takes sunlight in and turns it into energy for the plant. Isn't that interesting? Jesus said, We are the vine, He is the vine, and we are the branches. You know what else a branch does? It bears fruit. Think about this just for a moment. He is the head. We are the body. Take that tree. You know it's not Jesus' job to bear fruit? It's not the vine's job to bear fruit. The vine supplies life to the branch. And the branch bears the fruit. It's interesting to me that God in all his omniscience and omnipresent everything, he is all-powerful, he can do anything, and yet he has chosen to limit himself to us having to bear fruit. He limits himself to us being the ones who have to bear fruit. There's a divine partnership going on here. God could do anything he wants, and yet he chooses to use his sons and daughters to accomplish his work on the earth. He chooses to use us to bear fruit. He could bypass us. He could totally do anything he wants without us. But he chooses to not to. To not to. He chooses to not to. He chooses to use us to bear fruit. Why? Because we are his body. We are the body of Christ. There is this individual body, but there is also the global body. We are the body of Christ. Let's go back now. There we go. 1 Corinthians 12, 12. It says this. I am, nope, it doesn't say that. (laughs) There are different kinds. Actually, we'll go back two more. There we go. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts. But the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. God works in different ways, but is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. 
That's huge. Why are there spiritual gifts? So we can help each other. Spiritual gifts are given so that we can help each other. It's not so I can be Mr. Apostle. It's not so I can stand up here and everyone look at me. The only reason that we have spiritual gifts is so that we can actually get outside of ourselves and help one another. The body. Being the body. The body of Christ. Verse, uh, that was the New Living Translation, verse 7 uh, in the New King James says it this way. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given a word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. All of the gifts of the Spirit are not for selfish gain. They are so that we can help others, so that we can be a blessing, so we can actually get outside ourselves. See, here's, here's the thing, is, is we need each other. That's really what it comes down to. Because God, in all his wisdom, in all his supremacy, has decided to not give each and every one of us all the gifts. No, he distributed them among his body. He gives this one this gift, and he gives this one this gift, and he gives you one gift, and he gives someone else another gift. Have you ever noticed that he doesn't stack all the gifts in one person? You know why? Because you will actually need other people. You're going to need other people. You can't do it alone. I can't do it alone. None of us can do it alone because we aren't equipped to do it alone. We are actually a part of a body. My wife, my beautiful, incredible wife, is gallbladderless. <laughs> Thank you so much for your prayers over these last few weeks. <laughs> you weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> we, we are finding that it doesn't matter if the doctors tell you you don't need an organ. There's a reason God put it there. And the road back to recovery is awkward and interesting. And it is taking time for my wife's body to get used to missing out on that vital organ. See, because it doesn't matter what anyone has told you. It doesn't matter if professionals have told you that you're not necessary. You are necessary in the body of Christ. You are important in the body. And what you bring is special and unique to only you. What you offer, no one else can offer. My little toe does not do what my gallbladder does. It's true. But let me tell you, 
When I wake up in the middle of the night and I try to go to the bathroom and I accidentally stub that little toe as I'm walking to the bathroom, my entire body is instantaneously saturated with pain because that little tiny toe. It's like, ah. You ever been there? Oh, it hurts so much. Why? I've never really paid too much attention to my little toe until it's hurting. Each and every one of us are valuable in the body of Christ. Each and every one of us are crucial in the body of Christ. See, the gifts of the Spirit were given not to only one person, but spread wide throughout his entire body so that we would actually need each other, just like your body does. My heart and my brain are both so important to the function of my whole body, right? But if my spinal column, my nervous system isn't doing a good job of communicating, I'm in deep trouble, aren't I? Every part is important. Every part. You are important. You are important in the body of Christ, period. Why? Because we're all a part of his body. Jesus is by his body, his body, body, body. Do you realize that every single one of us have a different influence? I do not know any of your friends entirely. You know, some of you, I might know a couple of your friends. Some of you, I might have met none of your friends. Some of you, I might know your friends and your family members. But you know who knows all the people that you know? You do. Isn't that funny? You do. Why? Because there's only one you. And no one else has the experiences that you do. No one else has the opportunities that you do. Because God placed you where you are on the earth for such a time as this. Jesus had the spirit without measure. He, you can see all the gifts of the Holy Spirit working in his ministry and in his life. And he is the incredible example that we are to aspire to. However, in his body, he distributes them so that we will actually need one another. 1 Corinthians 12, 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some of us Gentiles, some slaves, some free. We have all been baptized into one body by one spirit. We all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand. Ever been jealous about someone else's gifting? Man, I wish I could do that like they could. Fill in the blank. I wish I could make money like that person could. I wish I could just keep my house clean like that person could. I wish I had kids like them. Fill in the blank. I wish my spouse treated me the way they did. 
on and on and on we go. All of these lies that the enemy loves to throw in our face so that we will compare ourselves to one another instead of seeing each other as a blessing and a gift. How strange, verse 18. No, I skipped that part, sorry. If the whole body were an eye, verse 17, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God put each part just as he wants it. Hear me. God has placed each part just as he wants it. I'm telling you, he stuck the gallbladder there because it's important. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. You know, every time I read that verse, I think of, um, I think it was the, I forget the name of the little creatures, but in, in um, the Chronicles of Narnia, there are these creatures that are like gigantic feet, and they're like a giant, huge foot, and they just jump around, and that's pretty much all they are. That's what I think of when I think of this verse. So now you know the awkward thoughts that go on inside my head. There you go. You're welcome. Don't you all feel better? How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Verse 20, yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those that we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen while the most honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such as an extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes, har- excuse me, this makes for harmony among the members so that all the members, what? Care for each other. So that all the members do what? Care for each other. It is so crucial that as we move forward in life, that we hold on to this simple truth. That as a part of the body, it's our job to care for each other. As a part of the body, it's our job to care for each other. Just close your eyes for a Quick second here. Just imagine, however you feel, how wonderful it would be if you were well cared for. What does that look like for you? What are the needs that you would prefer people to come alongside and help you with? What are the things that you're not really good at And you could really use some help. What are the giftings maybe that you're good at that you can picture yourself helping others do? Open your eyes. The word of God says what? It says that we are to do unto others as we would have them do unto us. See, the body of Christ is set up so that we can actually care for one another. 
so that we're not central, center, um, self-centered. Thank you. So that we're not self-centered. So that it's not all about me and nobody else. The body of Christ needs one another to function, period. All right. I want to go on here. Um, Verse 26, if one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honor, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body. And each of you is a part of it. Here are some of the parts that God has appointed for the church. Okay? I want to I wanna bend your brain just a little bit this morning, okay? Here are the, some of the parts that God has appointed for the church. First are apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then those who do miracles, those who have the gifts of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gifts of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. So you should earnestly desire the most, what? Helpful gifts. You should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. But now, let me show you the best way of life that is best of all. What's the next verse? 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not rude. It is not proud. It is not self-seeking. It keeps no record of wrongs. My wife um, pointed, yeah, great. <laughs> we were talking about something this week, and 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 me being the wonderful, loving husband that I am, um, brought up some things that haven't gone great in the past, and I didn't do that. <laughs> The word of God tells us that love keeps no record of wrongs. No record of wrongs. So how many records am I allowed to keep? None. You know, it's really easy to get along with everyone if you're not too busy paying attention to all the things you hate about them. Ouch. It's really easy to get along with everyone if you're not too busy paying attention to all the things you despise about them. Love what? Keeps no record of wrongs. See, when we're motivated by love, when we're acting in love, then guess what? We can get along with anybody, especially the little toe and the gallbladder. Why? Because each part is important. You're important, and so's the person sitting next to you. Every part is crucial. There's the parts that everyone sees and the parts that no one sees. I got a lot of parts that no one sees. 
you know what? I need all my organs, and I'm grateful for each one. But at the same point, every one of us is important. All right. Romans, I want to encourage you this week, go to Romans chapter 12, read the whole chapter. It is awesome. All right? Romans chapter 12, that's your homework. You have homework this week. I want to um, go to verse 9, though, in Romans chapter 12. It says, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate each other. No. Hate those that annoy us. No. Hate those that are different than us. No. Hate what is wrong. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Take delight in honoring each other. Doesn't that sound like a beautiful environment? When we take delight in honoring one another, then I honor you, you honor the person next to you, they honor the person on the other side of the room. Everyone's honoring one another. When we live a lifestyle of honoring one another, of being honoring, man, sounds almost like how the body of Christ was meant to be, doesn't it? Each other looking out for each other. Not being selfish and self-centered, but instead being like Jesus to those around you. Not only in the body, but even outside the body. Back to First uh, John, sorry, John chapter 15. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Will produce much fruit. Let me ask you a simple question. Are you producing fruit? Because if you are not producing fruit, like Jesus said we should be producing fruit, then there is one simple disconnect. That we are not connected to the vine the way we think we are. Because he promised that if we would remain in him, he would remain in us. And the byproduct of the branch being a part of the vine is fruit. It's a byproduct. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, verse 7, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my, what? Love. Isn't that amazing? He's talking about a vine. He's talking about how the branch has to remain in the vine in order to produce life, in order for um, there to be fruit. 
And then he just clarifies. And he says, here's what you really need to remain in. You want to remain in me? Remain in my love. Remain in my love. Remain in my love. See, now, I want to challenge you because when you first hear this, remain in my love, your immediate response or immediate retort may be, oh, okay, I have to love. Oh, okay, I have to love. No, that's not what this says. This doesn't say do loving. It says remain in my love. It doesn't say be loving. It says be loved. Just be loved. If you're going to produce fruit, you have to remain in his love. Not as an action, as a state of being. Remain in his love. What does that mean? Actually allow Father God to love you as a son or daughter. Allow Father God to love you as a part of his body. We're told, matter of fact, we we just talked about it at at the um, marriage ceremony. We're told in the word of God that Husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church, for no one hates their own body. That they are to look out for their spouse, as the husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church. Well, this is to remain in his love. My body each and every one of its parts are important to the functioning of my body. I like my ankles. Without them, it'd be really hard to run. What does it mean to remain in his love? To actually be loved by God. In order to do that, you have to take aside all of your lies and misconceptions. And you have to flush them. Because each and every one of us have hurdles to get over on the inside, don't we? Reasons why we don't believe that God should love us. Maybe I didn't perform well. Maybe this disqualifies me. Maybe that disqualifies me. Whatever your disqualifications are, shove them. Because they are lies straight from the pit of hell. In order to remain in his love, you actually have to believe that Father God is actually as good as he declares he is. Think of the prodigal son. That son screwed up and spent half of everything the father had. Talk about poor performance on the job. 
Not only that, but the older brother was really ticked off. He's like, no, no, he did everything wrong. He doesn't deserve this. And yet, what did the father say? The father said, go get that fatted calf. We are going to celebrate because my son has returned. My son whom I love. My son whom I value. My son who is mine has returned to me. And so he gives him a coat or a, a robe, a ring, and shoes for his feet. In that brief moment, he restored that son by those three simple gifts. See, every time that we disqualify ourselves, we say, man, I, I did this wrong, or I'm not enough like that person, or whatever it may be. Have you ever heard lies like those in your head? Maybe Smith at work. Is just getting all the bonuses and you're getting diddly squat. Whatever it may be, whatever your list is, scrap it. Because God says you're valuable. Because he calls you son or daughter. So, how do you remain fruitful? Stay in the vine. How do you do that? Remain in my love. You are a beautiful branch in the body of Christ. You are a valuable branch in the body of Christ. I want to encourage you. You have so much to offer. Each and every one of you have so much to offer that there is a church somewhere on this earth that you belong in. You add so much as a member of the body of Christ and somewhere is missing a you-sized person. Because you as a member of the body of Christ, bring value and add value wherever you go. Why? Because you're fruitful. Because you're a branch. Because you're his. God looks at you and he gets so, oh, he gets so excited. While I was holding my son Josiah up here today, I felt this way, obviously, about all four of my kids. He's just the smallest one to hold in one arm. (laughs) At one point, Nicole was praying, and he's just sitting there, laying there, sleeping, and all of a sudden, he just smiled for no reason whatsoever. Biggest, hugest smile, ear to ear, And you know who that blessed the most? Me. Because I'm his daddy. 
Do you know how much Father God delights in you? So much. There's not a single one of us that wouldn't do anything for our kids. Father God feels the same way about you. And he sees you and he sees an asset. He sees you and he sees purpose and dignity. He sees you and he is so glad that he decided to go through with it and create you in your mother's womb. Hands down. So as we go from here in November, get planted somewhere. Don't get planted somewhere just because someone said it was a good idea. Don't get planted somewhere just because someone's pushing you into it. Don't get planted somewhere just because they have all the cool lights. Don't get planted somewhere just because you feel bad for them. (laughs) Get planted somewhere that you, as a child of God, feel impressed to be. Because you add. You are a glorious individual. And what you bring, no one else on earth brings. Because we are all a part of his body. As this local body is coming to a close in this chapter, we will never be a part in the global body. Because each and every one of us are always going to be a part of Christ. And each and every one of us are always going to spend eternity in heaven together partying. There is no goodbyes. It's just see you later. For some, that see you later may be a little longer than others. But I promise you, See you later is going to be glorious because there's not going to be any COVID. There's not going to be any flesh. There's not going to be any sin. There's not going to be any temptation. There's not going to be any sickness, no disease, no lack, no nothing that we have come to know as the fleshly human part of our experience on earth. Instead, it will be everything that God intended. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Every glorious thing that you think of will be all we experience forever in heaven. Forever in glory. And then we get to come back and rule and reign. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to rule and reign with you guys. We love you. God loves you. You are valuable. You are not allowed to sit on your butt and do nothing when he has gifted you as sons and daughters of the throne. You are so valuable and you add so much And you're not allowed to believe the lie that says you're not. Because you are. I want to pray over you. Father, I thank you. 
I thank you for your beautiful body. Your glorious bride without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Lord, I thank you that we would learn to remain in your love. We have to learn to remain in your love. (sighs) Mankind compares. God doesn't. The flesh compares. God doesn't. You want to be like this person and you want to be more like that person. That's all flesh. God made you an individual. There is no one else like you. There is only one you and he did it on purpose. Because what you bring and what you add to the world is exactly what he needed you to bring and to add. He created you for purpose and on purpose. It's no accident that you are here in this room. It's no accident that you are here on this planet because God willed it. He wanted you. He wanted you. You were a dream in his heart that he couldn't be without. So he made you. He made you. Father, I thank you for each and every one of these incredible, beautiful branches. These incredible, beautiful parts of your body. Lord, I thank you that wherever you have destined for each and every one of us to go next, we will find our place. We will do it with boldness. We will not sit on our butt. Instead, we will be a vital branch in the body of Christ. I thank you for it. I bless each and every one here. I thank you, God, that there is not a single thing that has ever taken you by surprise. So, Lord, I thank you in the process for comforting hearts because you already know every part of our future, every part of our destiny. You saw it all from the very beginning. And I thank you for the gifts that are here in this room. Lord, I thank you. We're going to hear stories for decades to come of the world changers that were in this room here today. And those of you watching online too. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone said, amen, amen, amen. We love you. We appreciate you. We can't wait to see you guys next week. We're just going to celebrate. God is so faithful and you are beautiful. You are an incredible branch. You are a part of the body that only you can be. Be an individual because there's already plenty of other people. There's only one you. We love you. God bless. We'll see you next week. Oh, (laughs) I forgot. This Wednesday is food pantry. This Wednesday is food pantry delivery, 9 a.m., Uh, This Wednesday will actually be our last and final food pantry distribution. Uh, So everything that comes Wednesday morning at 9 a.m., we're going to bag up and we're going to hand all of it out 
uh, Wednesday night. So if you are available, if you are in the area, uh, we sure could use your help bringing in the food. Um, whatever help you're able to give, no, no condemnation whatsoever. If you can just give five minutes, hey, whatever you can give, we really appreciate it. And uh, Wednesday night is Food Pantry. God bless. We'll see you this week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We believe you can have a part in what God is doing through Passion Church. Your generosity helps us make a difference in the lives of those who are touched by the ministry here. Visit passionchurches.com or simply text the word PASSIONNJ to 77977 and follow the links to give. Text and data rates may apply. If you have any questions or feedback that you'd like to share with us, everything you need can be found at passionchurches.com. We can't wait to hear from you. On our website, you can download our app, connect with us on social media, and check out all that's happening here at the church. Again, thank you for listening right here at Passion Church.